I sort of take them as more of like flirting. <laughs> They're sexy death threats. Yeah. <laughs> Can you don't that's it. No. No intro. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, episode 13, the official podcast of Well Played. I'm Zach. I'm here with Kieran. Hey. And Jordan, as usual. Hello. And we also have a new boy today, old Trent Saunders is joining us for the first time. How are you going? Good, thanks, mate. Well, I'm happy to be here. Ah, oh, mate, we are happy to have you on. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It has. It's like a blast from the past. I like it. Yeah, back in the day, we'd be doing this in the same house, but just in separate rooms. Oh, were we? That's how I always do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so um, what have we all been playing? Have we all been hitting our pledge games this week? You know it. I I do know it. (laughs) We've been smashing out Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But the listeners don't know it. Oh, no, sorry. I guess, yeah. I I, I, want to say yes. But... I really haven't because you, the game that I've pledged to play is pretty shit. What's that? Oh, is this uh, Shadow of Mordor? Wardor? Shadow Mordor. of War. Close. Why do you hate it? What's so bad about it? It's so boring. Yeah, I've never played it, so I won't yeah, it's play just, it. It's just, yeah, it's so boring. Is it better than like, uh, Three Kingdoms or whatever it was that Trent played? What's uh, that game? Uh, Nobunaga's Ambition. That's right. <laughs> Uh, it was all right. Just I'm not really big yeah. into those uh, RTS world romance, the Three Kingdoms. Mate, you love it. Yeah. You're yeah, obsessed with it. I love it. I love it. I played the sequel four times. <laughs> um, how are you finding Assassin's Creed, Kieran? Uh, I'm liking it. It's um, yeah. it's definitely uh, fixes a lot of things from Origins, particularly like progression and stuff. So that's nice. Mm. And um, all the characters are really cool. I like. I'm playing as as Cassandra, so I'm playing the female character. I knew you were. I knew of you would. I got my whole my my ships like all female crew as well. All fe- all female assassins. <laughs> it's good. Nice. Um. Yeah. No. I'm really enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. I think I'm like six chapters in out of nine, so I'm cruising along nicely. I was only nine chapters in the game. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I should, uh, if the trophy list is to be believed. True. Um. Oh, my game. Yourself... Hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> There's an order to these Look, things. You knew around here, Trent. But... <laughs> Teach um, me, Sensei. <laughs> um, have you been? Have you finding? Have you finding? Uh, are you finding that you're going around Spartan kicking like everything? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's awesome. Anytime anyone's on like a tall tower or near water, <laughs> Spartan kick all the way. It's so good. So good. I love it. It's good. Have you? Um, romanced anybody uh everybody yeah some random at a party that's it so far is it more rpg this assassin's creed (laughs) like or is it like i've been following them for a while um yeah it's it's, yeah totally it's definitely more rpg than any other one yeah cool actually it's probably close to full rpg in that sort of sense i reckon Uh, yeah pretty much like yeah the yeah all the progression and leveling and the loot and 
everything. So much loot. So much more loot in this one than Origins too, which is nice. So much loot. So much Sparta kicks. <laughs> I'm surprised that you've only romanced the one person. I know. I remember KS saying he used to just he was boning everybody, and he he was um, Cassandra. I'm I'm too busy trying to save Greece. Spartan kicking. Don't mate. Don't worry about Greece. <laughs> don't worry about that. Um, and you've got the pass or the um the edition with all the DLCs. No. Yeah? No, I no, assume you've got, got, the got standard, buy them. Standard version. I'm, they're, they're on special at the moment, so I really should get onto that. Do it. Maybe I'll just um. Excuse me. Maybe I'll just log into your account. Do it. Um, <laughs> Trent, what have you been playing? Oh, mine, mine, mine's a bit left field. Been uh, smashing out one of my one of the best uh, scroll shooters, I think. Deep Space Waifu. I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but it is pretty fun. You had me at waifu. <laughs> you had me at deep. <laughs> you had me at space. Yeah, I was waiting for yeah. that. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's like a side scroller game where yeah, you, it's kind of yeah, like you got to shoot the clothes off bloody things. But Wait, the, I the, act, like this now. the actual act, the actual gameplay is really fun. You remember um, they all say that. That PS4 launch game uh, by um, House Mark. What was that called? Where you, you, it's Rezogun? Shooter. Yeah, it's kind of like Rezogun, but it's like um, top down. It's it's really fun if you can get past. It's deliberately crass. The story's crass, but it's a really well made um game. Um, so that's sort of my little time killer. The other than that, I just finally finished Outlast Two, which I actually really, really, really liked. I'm surprised it took me so long to play it, but yeah, I haven't played it yet. It was relentless. It's actually a lot more relentless than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, Too busy playing Laser of Fear. The second one, it's so he good things about the second one. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've been listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in, I'm not talking about you in general. Didn't like really? It. Didn't rate it. Okay. Aren't the no. like ratings like junk or more junk than the first one? Unless I'm thinking of a different game. You must be. be. I could be. Okay. Maybe the first one. I don't know. I think you're thinking of sexy anime pinball too. I don't know. True. I'm saying. It, I'm saying Made it made mad mad in Medan, made in Medan. Man of Medan. Maiden. Yeah, I was nowhere near. Is this just going to be the Medan. podcast where we screw up titles? King Corelli's King Captain Corelli's Mandolin. That'd be actually a pretty good podcast. And then all the listeners have to guess what the questions <laughs> are. First person to guess them all gets a game of their choice. This is the IGN <laughs> DLC podcast. Could, uh... <laughs> but they could, someone could correctly guess the developer after hearing people fly, maybe. Oh, what a great developer. <laughs> Hard to work on that first game, whatever that was again. I forgot, uh, Until Dawn, that same, yeah, same creators, big Ray, uh, Rami Malek was in Until yeah. Dawn. I forgot about that. Now he's bloody all over the place. Next Bond villain, bloody robot, Freddie Mercury. He's bloody everywhere. So he must have done Until that. Until Dawn isn't... Until Dawn isn't the same developer though. That's that's super massive. Not House Marquee. No, we're not no, no, talking no, about no, Man no, of Medan. Yeah. Talking yeah. about oh, yeah. oh yeah, Jeez, I don't mate. care about that. So. Man of Keep up. Dame. Yeah, because yeah. I know that because you didn't play it at that time. You were at the. You never told me to. <laughs> oh, I said I would go back and find that. I think we're actually going to go back and look right now, <laughs> <clears throat> just to prove it on air. Well, on podcast. Um. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. What have you been playing? Ah. Oh. Me? Oh, I think we're going okay. to go. Yeah. Should we go a different order this time? All right, true. I'll go first because Jordan <laughs> is going to be a while. And that's about me, what I've been playing for the week. I'm done. 
I've been playing anything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do have a review game to talk about, but that is all I've been playing. I've been pretty busy with some other stuff. I think I did, I did the interview for Greedfall, which I'm still waiting to hear back from, and uh, locked in a... Um, tomorrow. So today is Tuesday the 6th of August, for those listening, and tomorrow... Uh, Kieran and I are going to SMG Studio in Melbourne to play Moving Out uh, for our uh, Made in Australia segment this month. Um, I'm not sure when we can actually talk about the game because I know that we've got to uh, sign an NDA or something, so hopefully towards the end of the month. Can we know what the game's about, or is that it? Moving Out. Yeah, I'm assuming it's about Moving Out, but where from? What? Haven't you seen the game? No, I haven't. I've just. No, you Any you listeners might not have heard about it, it. So, uh, yeah, I know. But. <laughs> uh, so, moving out is like uh, if you've ever played Overcooked, it's yep. pretty much the same concept as Overcooked, but instead of uh, cooking meals and uh, serving them, you are moving furniture in. Underpaying all yourself. Sorts, all sorts of random. No, no, no. We're places. not George Columbaris. <laughs> that's, that's, uh... Yeah. <laughs> or Transformers. Speaking boss. of Overcooked, Zach, oh. have you figured out whether you play that DLC or not? Or. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I've looked. I haven't played. I have. I haven't turned on my PlayStation since. I don't know, like whatever. When I when I went to play that like last time. So, so I was, um, I'm hoping to play. I was ho- hoping to play some more Metro this week because I'm like, yeah, no, it's alright. I still, I still got plenty of time for the pledges. Got plenty of time. I'm like, oh, it's now August, and I'm gonna got all these. I look at like the schedule for reviews and I'm like oh there goes August yeah you're okay. cooked and then like I'm like looking at September and there's like there's, there's two or three games in, in September and I'm like okay there's September yeah so yeah no I'm fucked so you're getting excited to Platinum Elex then I want a Platinum Elex <laughs> <laughs> don't make me do that um, so yeah Jordan yesterday no last week sorry uh, you went and played Monster Hunter Iceborne the preview uh, at Capcom's makeshift office here in Sydney uh, yeah give us a bit of rundown on that no okay fair enough let's move on <laughs> no uh, it was uh I went into the preview expecting it to be good and I was still really impressed with just how good it was. Um, so from looking about what they've released, it's looking like the DLC itself will have more monsters than Monster Hunter originally shipped with, which is interesting. But nice. Yeah, it's it's a really it's a really cool DLC. I can't wait for it to come out. Um I got to try a bunch of the monsters, uh, including some of the new subspecies. So uh, when Embargo lifted, they revealed uh, Viper, Toby Kadachi, Nightshade, Paolumu, and Coral, Puke Puke, which are like variants on monsters that are currently in the game. Um, If you've read my preview, you'd know that I really, really enjoyed the Nightshade Palubu. It was a really fun fight, uh, just because it it made a clever use of the current moveset and just made some interesting mechanics with it. Um, and then the DLC also see, saw the uh, reintroduction of the cold weather mechanic where you have to warm yourself up, otherwise your stamina depletes quickly. And 
when you're fighting aggressive monsters, you don't want your stamina to deplete really quickly. That's something I learned when I was playing Generations Ultimate, and I'm glad that I knew that already. Um, but yeah, it's just looking like the DLC is going to be really good release. I can't wait for September. I've actually been playing Monster Hunter instead of my Pledge game because, well, I'm trying to get ready for the DLC release. Sounds like a pretty it, huge expansion from, from yeah, what, cancel it, what I've read. This is like not just a little piddly DLC. This is nah, a big, it's, meaty... It's looking pretty massive. So yeah. the actual area, Hawfrost Reach, is pretty large in itself. Yeah. Um, but it's looking like that they're adding monsters to all the current areas as well. So nice. they're not just forgetting about uh, the old areas. They're kind of just, you know, making it a meaningful addition and changing the... Uh, the uh, environment of uh, Monster Hunter World in general, which is really cool. Uh, it's it's a bit weird that they went for a mastery rank system instead of uh, G rank, even though it's effectively the same thing. Mm. But uh, and then the weapons that I tried were Rarity Nine, which is the next tier up from the current cap, which is Rarity Eight in Monster Hunter. Yeah. Um, and uh, a tip for people that are going to jump in, make Rarity 9 gear as soon as you can, because Rarity 8 gear is not going to cut it. Oh, it's not going to cut it. <laughs> Having played it, Jordan, because I've played a bit of um, World on... Um, I can't remember what I got up to level-wise, but I, I played a good 30, 40 hours. Um, yep. Would I be able to jump straight into the new DLC being, say, not as powerful as if I hadn't been playing it you know, for 100 hours? Is it designed, uh, can anyone jump in or do you have to be a certain tier to actually play it? Uh, so you don't necessarily have to be a certain tier. It's recommended to at least have Rarity 8 gear, which doesn't take that long, honestly. Yeah. Yep. Um, as far as I know, I think you might have to be past rank 50. I don't know. All that I was told was that the save file that I was using was past rank 50, which is... Uh, the last hard cap for your rank in Monster Hunter World. Um, and they also said some other things like, you know, the save file is based over the average player, which bullshit it was not because no player in their right mind has 5,000 attack jewels. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not exactly sure how the transition will be. Uh it might be a matter of you trying to scavenge to make like the basic bone armor in Rarity 9 yep. in like your first expedition stuff. Uh, but after, you know, you at least get the basic Rarity 9 sets, uh, you should be good to go. But what might disappoint people is all the Rarity 9 sets look to be new, so it's kind of just dropping off your old gear, at least armor-wise. Um I'm not sure about weapons. If it's weapons, it's probably just an upgrade tree like they usually do. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool. So, just for everybody listening at home, this is Jordan we are talking about, and he played it on a PS4. How did that make your eyes feel? Could you handle the lower frame rate? Uh, if it was a pro, I would have been able to handle it better, but it was a regular PS4. And I'm pretty sure the frames at some point dipped to like 15 frames a second. It got pretty choppy. But, um, I, uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, I can deal with lower frame rates. What? <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> I mean, recording? I had to play Anthem, so... <laughs> oh. 
And it comes out on September 6th, I think you said. September 6th for PS4 and Xbox One. uh, January sometime for PC. That's rough. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, how well. We'll live. Play play on console, bitches. Play Deep Space Waifu. Uh, Cool. (laughs) Well, very good. And tomorrow, your... Tomorrow being Wednesday, uh, while Kieran and I are moving furniture with one another, you're going to be playing Borderlands 3. I am, yes. Are you excited? I am, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've always had a secret love for Borderlands. It's one of those games where I'm like, if I look at this really, criti- re- really critically, I could probably say, you know, this game's pretty average, but I still love it. Do you know and... Randy's going to be there tomorrow? Oh, look, if he is, I'm going to give him a USB for him to not lose. Um, I told um, the 2K guy to uh, make sure that your station is right next to his. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show him that my Steam name on... Uh, yeah, my Steam name used to be Randy Pitchford. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, was, there was a period where my Steam name was just all variations on Randy Pitchford memes. Hmm. I had, yeah, I think the embargo, I think, is next week. I had to sign it today. I should have looked at it. I did look at it, but I can't, I can't remember. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, I actually have been playing a game, but nothing for, you know, pleasure. Only for review. But thankfully, it was a pleasure to play. Uh, I've been playing a game called Give Us a Cthulhu Adventure. I think I might have mentioned it last week. Uh, the embargo finished that last night. My review is pretty much 85% written at the moment. Just needs the uh, final thoughts, but uh, I loved it. I loved it a lot. It's a point-and-click game. Uh, it's based on the Cthulhu and Lovecraft uh, works, <clears throat> but it's very, very different to all the other, you know, uh, Cthulhu or Lovecraft games that you sort of played before. You know, like the Sinking City or even uh, Call of Cthulhu recently. You know, they're all sort of very dark and grim atmosphere wise and your character's losing his mind and whereas this is a comedy take on the whole sort of on his uh universe so it's very very different and it's very well done and it's well written and voice acting is pretty good uh i was actually going through the credits last night and um one of the developers uh, he voices a handful of the characters which is pretty cool nice good way to save money as well um but yeah the like the it's all like uh hand-drawn environments and it looks really like really beautiful and like i said last week it it looks like one of those old school disney cartoons um like you know like the aladdins and like the lion kings Mm. and the way they uh the characters interact and talk and even like the dialogue that they say it's all it's all sound sort it's got that um sort of like uh comedy to it like that sort of uh you know how you got like a bad guy in one in like a disney film like in emperor's new groove for example and you know cronk he's like sort of like a bit of a dumbass and but yeah (laughs) the the way that they all sort of act is all very disney-like and yeah it's uh very good the probably only the, the main couple of complaints i've got with it is that sometimes there's a little bit um too much in one section to investigate and a lot of the stuff that you investigate probably is doesn't need to like you don't need to look at it so you sort of only look at it for because you want to look at it so there, you know, there's a lot of things that you would look at and it just says like uh 
this is a rock or whatever it says you know it doesn't really have sort of any uh much much point to it and there was a bit to, sort of a bit towards the st- when i was playing it sort of at the start i was looking at every single thing so i thought i you know i had to look at every bit of thing that was there uh the other thing is um the dialogue between some of the characters is also sort of unnecessary uh and it goes on for a, a bit too long so they're you know you'll uh, you'll speak to somebody and there'll be a whole bunch of different um, dialogue options and you'll sort of know what you have to say but um, you sort of have to go through all like a lot of the um, all the options just to sort of get to the next part and the other thing that I frustrates me a little bit is it doesn't have controller support mm. it's all mouse and keyboard which is annoying because it means I have to play at my computer I can't just plug in my um, cable into my TV and sit in my room and play it Same. So that's yeah. So that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, but apart from that, it's it's very very good. I think Kieran would like it. And I think Azza would definitely like it. It's oh, and it's it's got a talking cat. So. Yeah, dope. Uh, basically, the story is pretty much uh, you play as two characters. Uh, one's a detective and one's a librarian. Uh, the detective is being hired to find a book called the Necronomicon, um, and he comes to this library where he believes it is hidden and he speaks to like the librarian and the librarian's like no mate like that book's not here that book's not even real you know uh and then there's like a something goes down and uh what's bomb spoiler alert and the detective gets kidnapped and this bit in the library bursts open and you know the book's hidden in there and the librarian takes the book home and reads from it and turns his cat uh, sorry, makes his cat uh, talk, and then basically the whole story sort of centered around these two people, or you know, uh, the de- the detective and the librarian, uh, finding out sort of what is going on and trying to get uh, the guy's cat to not talk again. Nice. So yeah, talking cats. <laughs> nice. That's good. Me sold. <laughs> Would you um, say it's um? Yeah, I think you might like it. Uh, sorry. Would you say it's the the best? Lovecraft game of the year so far. No. Thinking City has it pegged. It's probably going to be it. It's fu- it's probably going to be the highest rated that I give it. Oh. Though. I think I'm selling on a nine. Ooh. Oh, that's a rarity. But it doesn't like. Yes, it's a Lovecraft game, but because it's so different, it doesn't feel like a Lovecraft game. If yeah, that makes sense. Fair enough. Um, because I think like when you go, oh, you know, is it a Lovecraft game? You, you kind of you kind of expect those other yeah. Elements, and I mean, I can you know, and that's what makes this one so good. That's it's taken that whole lore and made it not into a joke, but it it's it's yeah, it's just done really well. Nice. Um, <clears throat> the other game I've been playing is a game I think I may have again spoken about. A game called Silver Chains. The embargo fit, broke for that. Uh, it finished for that like a couple of hours ago. I'm still about halfway through, um, and I think I might have said off air because we were. Uh, I was under embargo still, but the game kind of sucks. Rough. Uh, not enjoying it so far. Uh, I mean, and then I then I had a few problems with it, which I've discussed with you guys. And anyway, I was playing again. I was, I was playing a little bit the other night, and it's just oh, it's such a drag. Like I'd I would rather play Layers of Fear. Uh, so basically, Silver Chains is a, it's a first person horror game, and you wake up and you're uh, like out the front of this big mansion, and you don't really quite know why you're there, and 
basically you go inside and there's you have a history or a connection with it and yeah it's but it's it's very um uh generic and it's very cliched you know uses jump scares and and they're cheap like they're not sometimes jump scares can be uh you know they can feel um generic but they can be well placed kind of thing but these just feel cheap um but yeah, I'm still halfway through it, so I've still got a while to go. But I did, um, <clears throat> when I was like, oh, has the embargo finished? I was like, I'm pretty sure it's 6 o'clock. And I had a bit of a Google at 7 o'clock. And there's a couple <laughs> reviews out. And out of the two reviews, the average, they, well, they, they both scored the same, 3 out of 10. Ooh, that is rough. So yeah, I, when I said it sucked, um, what? yeah, it doesn't, no, it does suck. I'm sticking with that. Yeah, which is a bit, it's a bit of a bummer because it did sort of sound alright, and the visuals are crap. No, they're average. They're not crap. Sorry, um, they're bad. They're like blurry and it just. I mean, it feels cheap. I, I don't know how much it's going for. But I'd be interested to see actually how much it is going for on Steam. Let's have a look. If it's over like twenty five bucks, I reckon it's. Have a look here. Okay, it hasn't come out in Australia yet, so I can't even. Doesn't even have a price up. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I would avoid cool. it. Cool. Avoid silver chains. Cool. Anyone got any comments? Any questions? Is it your game of the year? Yes. You never. Uh, if they, if they do a limited run physical copy of it, I'm gonna <laughs> buy it. In fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy them all and give them to all our listeners. It could be like a Spec Ops The Line start off crap and then end like really, really amazing. But judging by the other reviews, probably not. <laughs> um, the developer's name, and you know, it's hard to think of, you know, band names and website names and I'm sure it's hard to think of developer names these days, but this, this studio is called Cracked Heads Games. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Crackhead Games? <laughs> cracked Heads, as in like your head's cracked, not, not, not Crackheads. That's why I I tried to make a bit of a pause. Sorry. Yeah, cracked heads, That's cracked just... heads. But it doesn't really roll off the tongue. Cracked heads games, sort of. Yeah, it's 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 almost as bad as it's well not a... hyphen played. Oh, mate, thank goodness we're well, well dash played. <laughs> well, you, you never know. We're gonna have to wait till the outro, mate. I could go either way. Yes, yeah, silver chains sucks. Um, cool. Let's move on to our main topic for the week. We're going to be talking about old games versus new games, I guess, in the in the whole spectrum of things. Um, so I guess uh, feel free to jump, jump in and ask a question or something because I, I, I penned down a, a few here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, this was based on... I, I can't remember where I saw this, but it was something to do. I think was it do with. It was on one of our Facebook Kieran? groups, and yeah, I'm pretty sure it was somebody yeah. complaining about uh, patches and that old games didn't have them. So why do new games need them? And then yeah, that whole argument started about you know. Yeah. How different they are. I think Glenn Glenn Duncan's the one I saw it saw yeah. the post from. So shout out, shout out to big Glenn G Dunks. Duncan. I'm, big big GD. Uh, I'm sure he's a big fan. I'm sure him, uh, Daniel, and Paul are all sitting together. 
And shout out to his to cat Leslie. What's that? Shout out to his Sh- cat Leslie. Shout out to Leslie. All right. So with that, where said, do you want to start with? Yeah, but no, basically, you go. Sorry. With that said, like it's a good actually way to way to bring it in. I think um yeah like definitely like old games they didn't need patches. Obviously the tech. I don't know if it was a technology thing. I'm guessing so. Oh yeah, because we weren't really connected online. I guess now, because so many games, I guess, is what you call like games as a service or you know, everything is constantly either updating to add new, like take Fortnite, for example, that game's expanding every freaking day at this rate. So games like Fortnite, for example, didn't exist, you know, 10, well, maybe 10, maybe 15 years ago. So whether that's good or bad, I don't know, like, do we like things that keep changing or kids' attention spans a lot? you know not different to how we were like we could sit i could play a sega mega drive game revenge of shinobi over and over and over and over now i don't think anyone could probably do that they need constant rewards constant you know changes and i guess that's why games have to be different to cater to a different demographic of you know age groups that are different to what we were does that make sense i guess well it's it's i I get what you're saying but it's not necessarily that at the same time a lot of the way it worked back in the day was a game would ship and that's it. If it was broken, tough shit, it's broken. Yeah. And the reason people have this idea that games were always shipped perfectly was because they chose to forget about the games that shipped broken or they chose to forget about the broken aspects of games they loved. Yeah. yeah. And then because there are fixes for them to download, they feel that the uh, developers are taking more and more shortcuts in developing games when in reality it's quite the opposite they're putting in more and more optimizations because they know that even if they continue to optimize and fix their game they can push that out still no matter what yeah i think that's like that's a crucial part of of the argument and probably what what we're kind of discussing right now is like which one's better like you know game shipping old school without patches or game shipping now with patches and i think like a lot of people don't really think about the fact that games now no matter what you think about that aspect are like functionally better than older games like as much as you know older games innovate or like have things like really memorable stories or whatever it is like you go back and play like 90 percent of them and they're shit in in short you know <laughs> yeah i was gonna yeah I was, I was gonna say do you think for, for a lot of people uh it's more of that nostalgia yeah, of type thing you know that they you know, how many times, let's say, what's a good example? You know, I love uh, Dino Crisis, you know, but I've, I, I wouldn't have played that game in a number of years. Yeah. I reckon if, if I went back and played it now, it would be... Why do you think, uh, why do you think that we discuss <laughs> the Dino Crisis remake so much? It's because you want to replay it, yeah, but you don't want to replay the old game. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that is, yeah. I mean, the, I don't think there's really many games that I could definitely go back and like in that sort of that that age especially uh, 3d games and love yeah like even resident evil 2 which is probably like you know it'd be my favorite game but man the new one is just so much yeah. better it's it's but very it's, oh, it's so good but with yeah like but then that comes uh, and this is sort of a bit different to the, the topic but because it's it's not a new game it doesn't feel as uh impactful mm. In that sort of sense, like I look at the old Resident Evil Two, and I feel like a lot more fonder towards that game and you know that experience and how I loved it, you know, at that time when I was however old I was, you know, as opposed to this January where I thought you know the, the game itself is much much better, but I don't have uh, as big of uh, emotional 
connection yeah that makes sense i guess there's the other side of like that argument as well as a lot of games like the older games were obviously breaking ground at the time especially on the ps1 and the 64 like that generation so like you've got that you know going back you've got those those experiences that are breaking new ground and don't need patches compared to today where games are kind of all sort of gelling into one like constant rehash of each other it also definitely comes down to the style of game like single player games i mean i'm sure there's some that have come out near perfect um like um that don't need a whole lot of changes but yeah i think because so many games are multiplayer focused now those ones definitely do a lot of free-to-play games for example they're always changing so it's something you could never have done back then whereas um yeah yeah, but i think single player games does that make sense yeah it's just it's just a different gaming landscape to what we were used to when we were growing up i guess is i guess what i'm trying to say so of course things are going to be different and this that was always going to inevitably happen as technology got better yeah and one of the one of the things i always find humorous when i when i see it um is the price of games Mm. so people still complain i mean yeah like you know eb's selling games at rips you know when other companies are not i think it's a bit rich but you know they've got it because they only sell games or whatever but you know back in back in the day you know you'd you'd go buy resident Evil 2 on ps ps2 and it was 109 mm. bucks you know and it's what four hours four hours long yeah five hours long max you know and now you can go and you know jb does uh, the sinking city for 89 bucks or whatever you know it's a 30 hour game but people go ah it's double a it's not triple a so it shouldn't be 90 dollars or whatever you know um, whereas you get so much more out of it now, yeah. and and the costs, uh, you know, the cost of making these games is astronomical, infinitely yeah. more expensive. Yeah, more than more than um, these other yeah. games. So it's yeah, like it, it's funny how the cost of games to buy has come down, but the cost has risen so high. Yeah, um, which which I guess sort of ties into our conversation last week a little bit you know and and why i guess they need you know i use air quotes when i say need need to have um you know micro transactions yeah. and all that sort and, of stuff. and they need to like obviously when we're talking patches as well like obviously the more they update again the longer they can keep people playing it which in theory means more people will buy it over a longer period of time as well which is obviously going to be better for the publisher than making a new game hoping people buy that so it's um yeah Games are games are sort of have a like a longer shelf life now, I think, than they used to. Most um, definitely. So I mean that kind of I guess brings up the need for regular updates. Um, but like yeah, like back in the day, like you're talking PS one, PS two was a whole different thing. Like games were cheaper to make. I think they you know the gaming market was smaller, so marketing budgets were less, and they cost more to buy. <laughs> so I think like they could take a lot more risks. You know, if a game sold 5,000 mm. copies and made, you know, half a million bucks, that's plenty to cover development. But now, like, that's the marketing budget for, like, Destiny is half a mil. So it's like... Yeah, and it's... It's crazy. It, it, it's also... Uh, it'd, be, it'd be worth... Well, not worth. It'd be interesting to look into maybe if, if the impact that social media has had on mm. games as well. In So, like, if you bought a game that was totally broken at launch on ps1 
you know, you would probably wouldn't even really, you know, how would you know about yeah. it? You, know, you would word of mouth or like a magazine, you know, maybe you'd read official PlayStation magazine a month yeah. later and it'd say this game's broken. Whereas, you know, on social media, like, you know, reviews drop for, um, for Homefront and instantly, you know, everyone, you know, knows that it's like, that it's broken and it's fucked and, you know, the sales, you know, suffer as that. Whereas, you know, you could have a game launch broken back or yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, broken back in the day and, the impact yeah. wouldn't be there. So, like, that that's would true. Be, I mean, I, 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 I don't know how you would uh, research it as yeah. such, but yeah, because it's, 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 it's pretty black and kind white. Kind of makes me know. think how many, like, uh, uh, like cult classic games from that generation people wouldn't have played if they'd seen them first on social media for being, yeah. like, broken or, like, whatever. Like, maybe Homefront would have made some sales back then. Maybe. Maybe it should have launched as a PS One game. Well, kind of, kind of did, didn't it? Definitely felt like it. I can't even think of what if I played like a super broken game. It's so many. Okay, I probably couldn't tell you what they were. It was probably all of them. Like, <laughs> yeah, they probably anything. Any three D platformer on the PS One was fundamentally broken. <laughs> if you look at pretty much any old school game that is. Uh, that has speed runs, you'll see how yeah. broken it is. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, uh, and just yeah, going going back to um, uh, content uh, cost and and that sort of stuff. Back in that um, in the Porsche Challenge article mm. that I wrote, that I actually talk about that in one of the closing paragraphs. You know about how this game probably wouldn't work. You know this game wouldn't work uh, in this sort of gaming landscape because you know who's going to buy. A game that's basically the same mm. car, just in five, five, six different colors, uh, and it's got. Four you know what tracks. that would have been in this day and age is a promotional web DLC. browser game for Porsche. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that Doritos game on Xbox Live Arcade. Or like a mobile game. Or a mobile game. Yep. Yeah, and then you could buy different Porsche go it's like or... augmented reality you walk yeah. around like a real world map and you just collect the same Porsche over and over oh, that'd be awesome you throw pokeballs at Porsches <laughs> oh Porsche mon is wow. that what it'll be no no, no. <laughs> <Poke> <laughs> uh yeah it's yeah so it's it's, it's definitely super interesting and yeah, I don't like the argument that people go is, you know, back in the day games didn't need patches because it's such a, yeah, as Trenton, or as we've all said, it's such a different landscape mm. these days. And, you know, and the fact that we are able to patch now is, I, I think is good. Like, I, d- I don't know how you could argue. Sure, you know, d- large day one patches are not ideal for internet speeds and stuff like that, but patches generally... Um, make the games a better experience. So I don't know why people would. People, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's like, people are just impatient. Like, yeah. to wait a few more hours to play a game, like, your FOMO has to be pretty bad to be upset about that. Yeah, I mean, I guess they've sort of uh, fixed it a little bit with pre-loading on consoles yeah. and stuff now for certain titles. Um, I don't know if it's... Is, is that a common thing on PCs? Generally, yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, there's stuff like that, that, but yeah, I mean, I would, yeah, like, like we're saying, like, I'd rather wait, you know, three, four, whatever hours, leave it downloading overnight, um, and, you know, and play it the next day where it's, you know, had a bunch of, you know, pre-release bugs fixed mm. and stuff like that. 
Uh, I think it's an interesting side effect of games becoming so much more focused on being live services because a lot of the games that we played back in the day, if they release now with patches, you could still play them while the patches were installing, at least on PS4. Whereas if you're playing a game that's in purely, purely multiplayer, you have to wait for the patch to be installed before you can actually do anything. So like, say you're behind on Destiny on everything and you need like a 90 gigabyte patch, you can't use that game until it's installed. Whereas, say you want to play, I don't know, Horizon Zero Dawn, you can play it as soon as you put the disc in while the patch is updating. Mm. Yeah, but, I mean, how often do they have 90 gig patches? Unless you have Black Ops 4, that game. <laughs> or Halo 5, or, just a, Ra- or Rainbow Six Siege. Or you or bought the retail Shadow copy War. of The Division 2. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, for PS4, yeah. <laughs> Depends on the um, patch size as well. I think, like, take Black Ops Four for example. It's the uh, player unknowns battlegrounds used to be real bad for it. Um, but yeah, games like Black Ops Four, were, like when you're releasing like a ten gig patch a week, I think I think that's getting a bit excessive because yeah, obviously everyone's gonna have different why internet they? speeds. Why are they doing it? No, no, no. Like, why is that? Oh, well, like for me, it's excessive. Like, well, I guess say like um, you've got you know really crappy internet or something. Like, I mean, I get. It's kind of, yeah, I get what you're saying. And I agree that with patches, we should have them as often as possible. But yeah, like when they're huge, like I don't know if our, take Australian internet, for example. But yeah. is 10 gig huge though? Like, I, like well, not 10 gig like, is me, massive. Not for me personally, but for, for, for some a people, patch, 10 gig is massive. For some people, it could be, it's, it's yeah. huge. That's like, I feel like some know, developers. Yeah, well, it, it is because um, all, pe- all the platform holders, so Valve, uh, Microsoft, PlayStation, they all have uh, compression formulas, yeah. files, um, which the developer can elect to use or not use. And generally, uh, because these patches need to be rushed out on consoles more so than PCs, um, they just forego the compression, yeah, was... which is why the patches are so huge. A good example of compression, though, is when, uh, when Cuphead launched... I remember I was talking to Zach about it, and uh, we're talking about the size of the game, and because uh, Steam compression is so good, my download was only like a gigabyte, but the game expanded to like 12, and Zach asked how big the download was. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, so Zach got really confused because the compression just made it tiny for me. So stuff like that, very simple tools that can make patching a much nicer thing for, you know, both ends. I feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot of the time developers aren't even being like conscientious about the size of the patches that they're putting out. And rather than actually like managing their libraries and stuff properly for their assets, they're just like pumping out whole chunks of stuff that don't need to be redownloaded. It's got to be a little technical here, but there's a method called delta patching, which I know Warframe uses it. I think Rainbow Six has started to use it. Yeah, I think stuff Uh, like that needs to happen more often. Yeah, it's basically just a form of patching, which is far more efficient, and you don't need to rewrite entire chunks mm. of code. It seems like a trivial thing, but it's just it's something I, I used to notice when, um, yeah, like like when you don't have, say, you don't have very fast internet, like um, yeah, you just want to play with your friends. It's like oh, I've got you know thirty gig to do. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that it it's feasible or it, like should be an option where you can download patches for games you don't necessarily own, like if you're going to go out and buy a game that day. You download the patches That's and stuff for it, like yeah. on the retail side you, of things. How would you do it though? I don't know. Just like register a game to your library that you know you're going to go out and buy, and then 
maybe even if it was something like, say you buy a game online at JB, they give you a code which gets the update files for you. And then when you bring the game home, it just installs the key files. Yeah, like a QR code in the back of the box. You scan it with your phone and your console starts downloading the patch yeah. or whatever. That'd be cool. That's a good idea, actually. Mm. Yeah. Save, like, we should, we should patent that. Before. Yeah, we should. Don't That's... put this out. Edit this bit I, out. I, I'll censor this whole thing. <laughs> so what would you call it? Well patched? Yeah, well patched. There you go. There you go. We're good. Yeah, I actually like that idea. Call it, it Kieran's. Like... Kieran. I was going to say we could just call it Kieran's patented preload, but I've patented that a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think the takeaway from all this, yeah, everyone's made really good points. I think, um, yeah, these days we need to have we need to have these patches. I think, um, like you said, like constant patches that are ridiculously large. Maybe, maybe in five, ten years, when our internet in Australia catches up to the rest of the world, it might be fine. But right now, like, um, even on MBN, even on the MBN, <laughs> like, a, like a friggin' ten you know 20 gig you know patch will take you know an hour hour and a half whereas for my american friends it's done in quick two minutes. quick interjection uh, yes yeah just because it's on my brain does anyone remember if uh early 360 ps3 games like oblivion had patches yeah. on console they did yep they did. it wasn't as much of a prevalent thing no. i know a lot yeah, of games it, didn't because it was expensive you had to pay for it yeah yeah yeah, yeah so they did I just I wasn't sure if like big RPGs like that just lived broken for that reason or maybe Blue yeah, well, is a bad was... example. Well, the good thing about Bethesda patching is when they fix a bug, they reintroduce it later. <laughs> <laughs> That's why um uh what's the game that we played Trent Payday. That's why Payday never had like an update on PS3 for ages. They yeah. never patched it for PS3. <laughs> so yeah, like it's like what's worse, playing that game unpatched too... or Yeah. We were way well, behind. It wasn't, yeah, like, but see, the thing is, it wasn't even that, uh, like, yes, it was bug fixes and stuff, but it was also new content. So in those patches, you'd get new content. So sometimes it wasn't always, you know, you're waiting because it's broken. You know, that game wasn't exactly well, the most games well-made have, game. have limited time um, events or something, like, so there's limited you cosmetics know. you can get during this one but, week um, or something. Yeah, with Payday, like, it was just the same missions. And, you, and then, yeah, like, I, I think we've spoken about it before. Well, I certainly have, I certainly have but... um. You know, PC players were getting all these weekly new missions or whatever. You know, console players got nothing for forever. Just really? play on PC, mate. <laughs> I just look if I have, if I have to play on console for Iceborne, you have to play on PC <laughs> payday. <laughs> I just feel like I... if if patches were more prevalent, then then maybe Sonic two thousand and six could have got patched out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> um. Question: You might uh-huh. know this. Actually, you guys might know. This. Does it's? I'm pretty sure I've read it somewhere. But say you're patching. Say you've got a PC launch. Like I don't know. Say you Blizzard or whatever. You can patch your game on PC for free. But if you say Overwatch, for example, if you're patching Overwatch on the Blizzard launch, it won't cost Blizzard anything. If they're doing it for PlayStation or Xbox, don't they have to pay a nice. fee to do that? It used to. Yeah, not now. Oh, okay. The way it they, works. They now have on server costs and is... stuff, but. Uh, so the way it works now on console is they have limits to how many patches they can do within a certain period of time. Oh. So that's why okay. you see, I don't know, um, I think maybe Fortnite does it. I know Warframe does it where they get all the hot fixes out of the way on PC and then they bring them all into one patch for console. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, like the testing ground PC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Like, yeah. Ah, cool. Thanks. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the, the other question I was going to ask <clears throat> is, uh, I've actually kind of forgot, I'm ho- hoping this document will... Um, 
No, I've forgotten. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, it was, it was you and your um, in, <laughs> Masonic Oh, yeah. So one of the things just on the patch sizes, um, you said that our or yeah, you know, our internet is terrible on the global scale. But do you think uh, it's not so much our internet connection than it is like the PSN, for like for example? So one game, and this is actually kind of confusing. One game that loves to update. I feel like every time I turn on the PS4, it's got to do like, and, and it's massive, it's huge updates too. Mm-hmm. Days gone. They're always doing massive updates on that game. What are they? Updating? I think they're still developing it. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that's there's no multiplayer in Days Gone, is there? No, no, no there, there's not. So I don't know, man. Don't know. But I they've been know, adding I, stuff though, like weird motorbike races and shit though. Yeah, I can definitely. You can definitely look. I can't. Remember, how do you look on the on the patch notes again? You press um, if you're on the console, you press the options yeah. button over the game, and then um, go to update okay. history. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I should probably look, but um, but yeah. So one of one of the questions I was going to ask, or I think we may have sort of touched on it before, but do you think as games have gotten better, you know, technology wise and all that, do you think we've come uh, with with as a uh, industry i guess or as gamers if you want to use that term um have we become too expectant um of of games absolutely that's what i was saying before that's why like like that the Fortnite argument i was saying before like kids just want content they want you know things to work Mm. towards and that game just is pumping stuff out at a frightening rate i don't think epic does anything else but make Fortnite now well yeah and even then you know they still overwork their workers which is a stupid side effect I, I, I guess my question is more um, how do I phrase it correctly so this is I guess it's, it sort of ties back into the social media thing that I've said before is you know before you would get a game PS1 and it's you know it's short you don't know, really know but now with, with with all these advancements you know games are much better than you know than what they were but even you know uh, developers aren't perfect i mean and that's probably a result of uh time and budget restraints now because obviously the cost has gone up so things are take take longer to do and you know more expensive to do but uh are we yeah i can't think of the right phrase i think you get what you're talking about though like do we expect too much of games yeah that come out like do we hold them to like a higher standard than we used to kind of yeah that's probably yeah that's probably a good a good way to put it i think that comes down to the developers as well like you know like respected developers like you know naughty dog or from software i think yeah there's there's so much or kojima for example like anything they put out like there's so much expectation for them to make a good game if it's anything short of legendary then we'll be disappointed they haven't really disappointed us yet but is that what you're kind of getting at whereas yeah sort of like that but but also more uh i guess talking a a bit about uh (laughs) budgety sort of stuff as well (laughs) (laughs) budget sort of you know like uh, so if a game has does have like a a lower budget you know a lot of people comment on you know like how the graphics are shit or whatever you know um you know they sort of ignore uh things like story value or you know little things like uh, atmosphere and you know like a sinking city is probably a good good example you know graphically that's not the best game you know 
you know, it's definitely it's a double A game by definitely by def- definition. Um, so the graphics are quite, you know, they're not what you would get from a Naughty Dog game or whatever. But then you read people uh, people's comments and they're like, oh, you know, it looks like PS3 game, and so they just dismiss it instantly. Do you think like um, do you think that's like a side effect of all these like big blockbusters like Call of Duty and stuff like? everyone's kind of scrambling to get to that i think it's also and this uh goes against probably what i also think as well but i think it's um goes by price as well so i think if you're so they're charging 89 dollars for that game here people expect it to be you know they can buy call of duty for 69 dollars or whatever on launch you know why doesn't it look like call of duty if i'm paying more money that like that sort of thing Mm. um it's weird. There's like a, there's like a race to the top for developers, and then there's like a race to the mm. bottom for pricing. Yeah, and like it, yeah, it's created kind of like a weird. How do you like price the game proposition. though? That's like that's weird. a that's a whole other argument. Yeah, like some games I've played. Like, why is this? Why is this like like um, the the uh, Total War games, for example. Like when I played them on Steam, they're always like ninety bucks. Yet you know i don't know why they're always so expensive they never go on sale like what what's that's how does it work Sega? yeah is it is that what it is because like i don't get how some games are really long and really good and they'll be like you know 30 bucks but something else will be 80 like who prices up these games i reckon there's definitely developers that are more notorious at pricing than than others yeah because um, is it is yeah. like in australia is there like a recommended rate like there is price yeah okay zero dollars <laughs> <laughs> You know how you find out? Yeah. Go to ebgames.com.au. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's like we could have a whole other podcast episode on yeah. pricing. It's interesting. Like, from what I've been told from other people, uh, Kieran might, might be, he can confirm this, but um, or maybe you guys don't see it because you're, you, you're the retailer and not the distributor, but there are a lot of developers, sorry, um, publishers, offer kickbacks as well yeah so yeah that's pretty if, common you know yeah so if um what's a good example like uh call of duty you know the oh you know we'll use um what's the game uh yeah we'll call of duty you know that activision might say okay we want you to mark it down x amount and yeah. we'll reimburse you for the loss that you'll make because of that yeah and a lot of that's to do with that whole live service thing as well because the more people yeah. they can get playing their game the more money they can make in the long run true, true. yeah Whereas I've been told there is a lot of uh, there are a lot of non uh, big names like Activision that don't sort of do that as often or as much. Yeah, uh, it comes is, down to marketing budgets why, as well because yeah. like that's part of Activision's marketing spend is that like yeah. kick all oh, really? those like rebates. It would be yeah, it'd be like yeah. I think like if you look at uh, Take Two like with Red Dead and mm. Borderlands and stuff, they're big on that. Like they're pumping mm. so much money into pre-order hype and pricing and promos and all that shit hmm. but that might be why that you you see games like um uh total wars or whatever it was you said and, yeah. and like there's sinking city and they're still like you know x you know higher yeah. or a higher price so they're, yeah. they're working purely just off that like that margin yeah yeah i mean it's all that sort of stuff is all interesting and it's i wonder what the cost of buying a game was back in, you know, when like a PS1 game came out, like the cost price. Yeah, that's interesting. I know I've heard before, I think it's like 
it was like 59 bucks or something for a cost price of a game kieran or something like that it it, it depends but like the but, margins are razor thin like yeah they're nothing unless you so i wonder if um yeah so i wonder if you know what the cost price of yeah like buying games was back in the day that would be interesting to find out just for own purpose cool oh does anyone else have any other thoughts on that it's a very expansive issue. I think we've only very like, vague, just touched the surface of where this could go, but we could be here till 4am <laughs> if we really want to get out on it. Let's talk about the only game that's shipped perfect and doesn't need a patch. Crawl and I. Oh, perfect game. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree, yeah. But, um, yeah, like it's... Yeah, like I think, we, as we sort of said before, it'd be interesting um, how those games would go like back in the day you know, when you didn't have patches. Yeah. You would see a lot um, more delays, probably. Mm. Yeah, well... Yeah, you know, that's another Yeah, topic, that's another, yeah. Know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost opened that can, but I was like, nah, <laughs> I'll save it. Um, I did have one last question. Yeah, so, all right, while we finish, just we'll wrap it up. Are there any games that you can think of um, that are old? That you would that you play now and you definitely love because I thought of one just before. Mm. You get the ball rolling, Zach. Uh, which is Oni Musha. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like I played. I mean, yeah, I played the HD updated version, so it was graphically it was a little bit nicer, but it was still the same game pretty much. And it was I it was one of Capcom's you know legendary cash grabs that they do. Yeah, just you know, but yeah, like that. I thought that that game was still heaps of fun um, to play. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, a lot of, there's a lot of games that hold up really well today still. Yeah, well, what's one? Final, yeah. Final Fantasy VIII, mate. Oh, of course. Easy. You know what? A Shit. game that holds up surprisingly well, especially graphically, is Crisis 1. I've played it forever. It If you play it now, ne- it holds up surprisingly well. Never had a patch. Well. <laughs> did that well, get, ever get did patched? That cut? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. No, when did joking. it come out? Uh, 2007. <laughs> <laughs> is that PS? It didn't come out on console. Uh, not at oh, really? first. Uh, the the first engine could not run on console. It would probably set the things on fire. Uh, That's it, right. They it, like re. But yeah, they remade it with CryEngine two after Crisis two released. Yeah. Cloak engaged. Really? Oh. That's right. I didn't mind the Crisis games. That'd be that'd be a like the first one. Like Crisis glorified, three was garbage. Glorified tech demo, but it looked nice. <laughs> Really. Think, Compared think, to most tech the... demos, though, it was a lot better in terms of like being an actual game. Yeah. What's mean, the... Yeah, true. What's the one where they're in the um, the urban city? Actually, it's probably all of them. That's, That's Crisis Two. Is it okay? Yeah, well, Crisis Two is the one that I liked. Just thought you should know that. Cool. Let's move on. Let's we'll wrap, wrap up there because we could go on forever. Let's get into some news. So, there's been a fair bit of exciting stuff happen this week. We've got a big almost list no here. Almost no exciting uh, stuff. Almost none. Almost none. Uh, the most exciting thing is probably that AFL Evolution. That is um, exciting. It is actually. It was quite yeah, It got cancelled, didn't it? Yeah. I, no, it did not. <laughs> but people were, um, people were getting itchy feet, mate. They were waiting for, for an update because well, they were saying that... Those 12 people. Mate... It's better than last game's 13, 11. Thir- 13. 
<laughs> you forgot me. Yeah, he's buying um, it on two platforms. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, like they they came out and said that the game would be out this year, and so I guess a lot of people have been going. Okay, well the season's nearly over. Well, you know, there's about a month, a uh, couple months to go. No, there's been no update whatsoever. But yeah, like they, they came out and said last week that uh, because of Unreal Engine, they and because they make they want to make it awesome, pretty much. Uh, they're delaying it until late this year, so in like November. December, which it's it's actually a bit of a bummer that Dylan's not on this one because he can maybe uh, chime in here. But it's such an odd time for the game to release, but it's also kind of a good time. It's a good time in the sense that it's around Christmas and maybe a lot of people will buy it for Christmas and that sort of stuff. But in terms of the actual football season, it's like dead, like in the in like the dead zone. You know, the season's been season's been over for two months. The season doesn't start for like four months. It's sort of like what an odd time to um to launch the game, but yeah. Anyway, but they've also said that if you guys, uh, if if you guys, um, just us, yeah, just us. Uh, if we pick it up before the season starts next season uh, in March, April, March, I should know that actually. Um, then they'll give uh, every oh yeah, well they'll give they'll give everyone who picks it up before the start of the next season they'll give them the free twenty twenty DLC. So it's like, why don't they just release it next year? Yeah, well, no, because now they can make people buy a 2020 DLC when it comes out. True. Next, There's also next that. Um, yeah, so that that's one bit of exciting news. Uh, the other bit of exciting news that I'll talk about very, very, very quickly because it's not overly that, that exciting, but it seems like it has to be um, one of those news announcements now where a, a game uh, supports 4K and HDR. Uh, on the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X. Um, the latest game to announce that is Greedfall, um, the game that Jordan's really looking forward to next month because I think I might re- review Monster Hunter now on console. And you can do Greedfall. Uh, if I do Greedfall, I'll actually finish it. I don't think you'll finish Monster Hunter. Yeah, fair. Fair call. Uh, but yeah, so and they've announced that uh, the other... The PS4 standard and the Xbox One S will support HDR as well. Uh, probably the biggest news of the week is the E3 leaks. Um, so, if you don't know what this is, it's uh, the company, I forgot what their title is again, the ESR something, isn't it? ESRB. It? It's the Union no. for Electronic Union. Yeah. Games so Union. The, anyway, the, the, yeah. basically the, the people who organise the... Um, stuff for E3 uh, they unfortunately had a shitty website from the looks of it and some people found an archive version of uh, the entire media list um, for uh, 2019's E3 I think there were I think there were older lists in there too weren't there there was a lot yeah yeah it was like 2000 something people it's pretty bad yeah yeah so uh, yeah so there's over like 2000 media and um content creators and streamers and whatever on this list so all their personal details like their like their addresses and stuff as well i think was on there weren't they just phone numbers emails yeah 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 phone numbers emails and it's uh, a lot of these people are now starting to receive you know um death threats and spam and uh doxing i don't really quite know what that being is. doxed is where your personal information gets put out there without your permission right yeah right um, so yeah, which is not good at all. Because people um, hate games journalists 
for yeah. absolutely no reason. Because well, sometimes they say about, things about games we don't like. It's about ethics in game journalism. Oh, it's about ethics and no politics. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens from this because uh, I did read I read something earlier, uh, not today, but when this first sort of came out. And um, yeah, actually, there's a, on the article you've linked here, but it actually says here. So another serious problem that the E3 breach, E3 breach, E3 breach could run into is the is Europe's GDPR policy. Um, so Europe's GDPR policy is responsible for uh, the data regulation and protection, and it says that they might take action due, due to the high-profile leak, uh, and they could be fined up to 20 million euros, um, which it says here could put next year's E3 at risk, which would be huge. I feel like... Uh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, can't, I can't say them being fined that much. Yeah. I feel like E3 was already in trouble, as it is. <laughs> I was about that? to say. I, <laughs> I just, on. like, it, is there was so much negativity around this year's E3, just, like, from the, the gaming community, and, mm. like, since they sort of opened to the public, I know a lot of the media have already been pissy about it as well. So yeah. you kind of got everyone offside and then leaked people's personal info it's like it's kind of a it could be a death just sentence on maybe. on the topic of just e3 this is beside you know all the um doxing aside like yeah going going on that do we think e3 is getting to a point now like where because so many developers have their own like you know cons and stuff they're doing their own things like playstation wasn't even at the um last one i don't think at all mm. um is it is it getting to a point where we don't need e3 like because so many people are doing their own thing now like, I don't know. What do you guys reckon? Um, I'm still for it. It's fun. Like, we all love watching it, but there's, it seems like there's a lot much less of an interest in it than there used to be, say, five years ago. Like, or even three uh, years yeah, ago. I feel you. Like, it is, yeah. it's cool. I think it's, it's exciting and stuff, but, like, yeah. Yeah. having the kind of those big expos when the world is, like, always connected and online, it kind of, it gets diluted. Yeah. A little bit. Do you think... Though it also maybe has to do with the fact that the it feels like it's less relevant because the cycle this cycle is coming to a close, or you know this like this um, generation could be right. So yeah, like I I, I feel like I mean and this is sort of when that when I sort of noticed E three was even a thing, and I mean it was probably a thing before this, but definitely not quite as big. But when the PS four and the and the Xbox One were sort of announced, and that you know that sort of I think when e3 sort of like took off maybe yeah um, i don't know it's been going for like 20 years yeah but I've, i feel like like i've even though i've played you know games for like a long time i've never really i think live streaming has contributed to it for sure like yeah, being able to watch yeah, it online so, and stuff yeah that probably definitely because it used to just be like, very heavily like industry like developers yeah. and stuff showing other industry members their shit now it's like everybody Whereas, yeah like yeah like pre pre the one where um yeah, like they, I think they announced the PS4 or whatever they did. Um, I don't remember even hearing about E3. You don't remember about uh, Giant Enemy Crabs when the, they were talking about the PS3 at E3? No. It was a good time. No. Maybe I, maybe I just wasn't that that into it back, back then. Well, that infamous Killzone 2 or 3 demo, whichever one it was. That's right. Yeah, that was it was awesome. two. The Killzone two demo. That was like holy Look, shit. The, that was like <laughs> the first, the first instance of a well, not the first probably, but like one of the most high profile instances of them showing 
pre-rendered footage. It was doing a classic Ubisoft before Ubisoft did it. Yeah. Hmm. Was that PS2 Killzone 2? No, that was the PS3, like the first one on PS3. Yeah. And that did look good back in the day. Just yeah, remembering that that I know that demo you're talking about. You're on the beach or something. Yeah, I remember actually. Yeah, I remember um, saying that. I was thinking, holy shit, this is where we're at. <laughs> Mate, sounds like I'm just not a true gamer. You're That's not exactly it. You're a game, bro. <laughs> Flashback. Oh. But yeah, like like you're saying, like maybe it's because you know they couldn't stream them or you know social media wasn't as massive as it. As That's it was. definitely it a big point because everyone yeah t- like because a lot of streamers go and you know they've got big streamers mm. are going and doing their own things at E3 like everyone like you said connected so we didn't yeah have... and now we know where they live <laughs> yeah like <laughs> yeah. we definitely didn't have um yeah didn't have this I think Twitch and stuff like that's been a big um big player in the last few years of these Especially things the Twitch comments shout shout out to the Twitch comments oh god <laughs> <laughs> see those are the people you don't want knowing this stuff no that's why this no. is bad Ah, uh, yes. Look, I look forward to the day I have a death threat. It means I'm relevant. It means you've been invited to E3. <laughs> does that mean, does yeah. that mean you've been ignoring Kieran's <laughs> messages to you? or? <laughs> well, I sort of take them as more of like flirting. <laughs> They're sexy death threats. Yeah. <laughs> Can you don't... That's it. No. No intro. <laughs> That's going to be the intro. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. <clears throat> So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a bit of a shitty situation. Mm. Hopefully, nothing yeah, too bad for the, for the people that have been. That's late. a lot of bullshit for them to deal with changing, changing numbers and email addresses. Well, they don't have a choice; they have to. Once like, you can't go back on that. Something's out for ten minutes. It's screenshotted. That's it. It's everyone's got it. Maybe you'd, um, maybe you'd you'd wait, and you'd be like, okay, am I gonna get a phone call from someone? Uh, it depends. It could depend who you are. I guess I don't know. It's a real weird situation. No one See, should I, have to go through. But, Zach, I yeah. don't think anyone in their right mind wouldn't change their details because just because you're not getting contacted in the immediate, <laughs> the immediate future, doesn't Someone's mean not it's planning. not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it sucks. Yeah. Zach's like, it's been five minutes. I think I'm safe. <laughs> yeah, I might go to bed now. Wake up in the morning. Eight hundred and fifty-nine missed calls or something. Sixteen hundred from the Prince of Nigeria. <laughs> Top bloke, actually. A lot of princes. I did. I, I did ask him to come on the podcast, but he was busy. Um, busy emailing me for money. Yeah, busy, <laughs> busy trying to find the relative of um, the next of kin. <laughs> it's not you. What? Uh, all right. So, what are the news we got here? I don't. Don't you tell me to hurry up. <laughs> You're not the one that has to edit this. <laughs> You'll be right. Um. Actually, speaking of that, did you see the picture that I put in our little chat? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I, so it turns out I was I was wrong. Uh, I did not mention to Jordan to go play Man of Maiden last year. Naughty boy. So I, I say it here on the podcast, I was incorrect. But still, you heard it first. Jordan should have known. <sighs> We've got to breathe a sigh of relief have. now. <sighs> uh, cool. So the other news we've got listed here is uh, Genshin... Genshin Impact it looks like a Zelda Breath of the Wild clone. Oh yeah, Jordan, have you seen this? I heard about it. I haven't seen it. So I'll 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 take point in this because I I posted that in there. But basically, um, I think it's like I don't think this is the first time that anyone's seen the game. But uh, it's a game called Genshin Impact, which is a sequel to, uh, I think it's a mobile game called 
uh, Honkai Impact or something like that. And um, there's a, there's been a lot of stuff shown off at uh, an expo in China called China Joy. Um, and this is one of those games. It had like a big, big showing at the PlayStation booth and a lot of backing from Sony in China. And it literally looks like a Breath of the Wild ripoff. Like it's unfortunate. different, yeah, it's different art style. Sorry. If you look at like the more unique environments they show, it actually looks pretty cool. But then they yeah. show you the That's place it. like that the, it's the a straight art. rip. Yeah, the character art and some of the places, like the environments and stuff, look awesome. But then like they go to like a camp of like rip off Bokoblins and like there's Lionels and like, but everything's just slightly different. They they've it's got from... they've got bipedal guardians instead of like yeah whatever it's like it's really it's really bad and so yeah like lots of um lots of people in in china have been protesting lots of nintendo fans have been protesting at the booth some guy smashed his ps4 (laughs) on the floor how funny it's it's pretty intense and like it makes sense because holy shit it looks like breath of the wild but yeah it's weird yeah there's taking influence and then there's just like changing assets yeah, wow. That does look ideal. <laughs> yeah, so that's something. That's happening. I want, I I want to review it. Oh. <laughs> Hot take. This is where well, Zach I... gets doxxed and then he gets death threats. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> see, I, I, I'm trying to get doxxed. That's, you see, look, that's, not a, that's not a terrible point though, Zach, because it's like a 4K yeah. 60 FPS Breath of the Wild on modern consoles. I'd play look. that. All I'm saying, yeah, Jack, is if you do want to get doxxed and get death threats, attacking Nintendo fans is the way to do it. Hmm, what else can I attack them for? Say Pokemon uh, is shit. Pokemon's for kids. I mean, that's that's not saying it's shit, that's stating a fact. Do you want to dox me too? <laughs> Mario <laughs> is... That... A very nice Italian man. Thank you. Who has sexy nipples? Yes, that's Luigi. I'll allow that. No, well, I, I imagine they both do. <laughs> imagine why Luigi's Who's nipples. You, uh, which one do you reckon's hairier? Mario is like almost completely hairless from the neck down. He's probably got a bigger dick too. Yeah, <laughs> he's taller. <laughs> True. true it's true you it's all about proportions That's straight physics and he, do, and he does have a bigger nose yeah yeah <laughs> you know what they say yeah, about so big yeah. nose there you go what do they say big smells what <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the well played dlc podcast episode 13 <laughs> All right. The other news we got here is uh the next man sky. I mean, what? The next man sky. Next man sky. <laughs> Look, this man sky. This ain't the neck man. The, oh man, I fucked it up too. <laughs> uh, the No Man's Sky Beyond update launches on August the fourteenth. I meant to say the next No Man's Sky, but just come out next Man's Sky. Um, yeah, no. Uh, no Man's Sky Beyond uh, is launching on August the 14th. Uh, is that on VR the same day? Yeah, yeah. So it? that brings VR yeah. compatibility on the same day, which is pretty cool. And, I'm very excited. And and Steam VR as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think all kinds of VR. Oh. Speaking of Steam VR, did you guys read about the Epic exclusive game that needs Steam VR to run? Tetris, yes. 
It's pretty funny. Yes, Tetris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tetris Effect. That's it's right. There was another game, uh, Axiom Verge, when it launched on Epic, because it was missing a Steam file, it wouldn't launch. Yep. Oh, wow. Amazing. And there's a there's a few games on Epic which use GOG, have GOG things as well, which people found. Like, it's a direct ripoff of the GOG version. It's like, oh, boy. Okay. But th- that's on the developer, that's not on Epic. It's not, but it's kind of... It's kind of. It's, yeah. it's not a good look. <laughs> no. Mm. The store's got a way to go, but that's all I'll say now. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Oh, you, <laughs> I'm, you, I'm not a fan. You hate the store. I'm not but a fan. They are, they are doing good things for developers, though. Developers, yeah. Consumers, no. Yeah, but who cares about consumers, mate? Because yeah. we, buy, we buy the games. <laughs> but Do we, though? No, because Epic does. <laughs> <laughs> like... When's the last time you bought a game? Uh, what did I buy last, actually? Oh, he tried to it. buy a bunch of games from Epic, and then he got banned. <laughs> yeah, well, it's true. But I couldn't put it in my shopping hit... cart. Oh, yeah, I was about to say that. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, the shopping cart's on the road, man. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, No Man's Sky's coming. Who's going to check this out? I am, for sure. Yeah, I thought you might. Been... Boy. Me and um, a... me and the other Zach are going to play some VR online. Can you play multiplayer? Uh, yeah. Like, have they... Wow. Yes. Are you really that far behind ago. on Next Man's no, Sky? No, 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 with, no, with, no, which was no, called No Man's Sky Next, by yeah, the way. No, my was it? Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, no, my question was, uh, I well. Did yeah, you mean I can VR players play together? If your question was, am yes, I an yeah. idiot? The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yes, they, so you can play multiplayer in VR. Yeah. Sorry, I assume. My, uh, yeah, I assume question. so. Yeah. Yeah. For someone who hasn't played No Man's Sky since launch, where, yeah, it was a little bit... It wasn't a whole lot of features. Say I wanted to jump back in now because I've been hearing nothing but good things. Mm. Is now a good time to jump back in? Have they... It seems like yeah. they've really redeemed themselves, like Sean Murray. Pretty much, like, it's 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 so different to the point that, like, even though... Even if you've put a bunch of hours into it, like, yeah. in the kind of launch version, you'll, you'll want to start again. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all it, different. It looks so, so yeah. From the videos I've seen, it looks like a to- totally different game. Visually, almost. it's so much better. Yeah, how to fix the ending? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't finished it. There is no ending. It's infinite. Yeah, but, also that. Uh, but, but didn't someone? Didn't we watch a, Trent and I watch a video? And I, I think the ending like, is like you get the end. You, was... you go to the center of the universe, yeah. and then you pop yeah. up in another universe or some shit. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Groundhog Day, like. No man's Groundhog. I mean, I guess that's probably the point, isn't yeah, it? Really? Groundhog's cry. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that's right, it. Let's move on to some off-topic stuff and we'll wrap it up before we go for too long. <clears throat> uh, in some cool news, uh, I bought Treasure Planet, the Disney film, on the weekend. I actually gave it a watch last night because I haven't seen it for a number of years. And I was at work this morning and I just thought I'll give it a quick Google. And turns out there's actually a live-action remake. Well, apparently, in the works. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, yeah, allegedly. I did have another sort of quick look, and I was like, oh, nothing. Only this website that's sort of saying that it's a, uh, that it's definitely a a thing. But the other couple that I read were, like, rumoured to be in the works. Because mm. on, the, on the Wikipedia page, like, it actually says that a live-action remake was announced on whatever it was July and you know that's true because people can't just go in and edit Wikipedia pages correct <laughs> Wikipedia is fact everyone knows that <laughs> do you know that uh, World Played is actually sourced on, Wikip- on a few Wikipedia pages oh really did you do that yeah no I didn't do it 
I actually, I did try to do a Wikipedia th- something on Wikipedia once, not uh, game related, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. Sick. <laughs> Thank you. Just like you should know that. Um. So yeah, the live action remake. I know that Kieran's a big fan. Mm. Uh, we had a bit of a chat this morning <laughs> about who we'd love to see in the live action remake. Have you had any thoughts, Kieran? Uh. I, yeah. See, my problem is I don't really follow that much Hollywood film stuff, except for, like, my little bubble of my directors and stuff that I like. But um, I I did have a couple ideas. Mm. Uh, I I think that, so, obviously, you got your main character, Jim. Jim Mm -hmm. Hawkins. Uh, I'm thinking either Tom Holland or Dave Franco would be. Good I did fit. think of um Tom Holland. Yeah, I nice think one. he's an obvious one because he's kind of current. Yeah. What about Hayden Christensen? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, uh, I kind of like the idea of Dave Franco as well. Like, look yeah. looks wise, and like, I like, I feel like he's underrated, much better Do than you? James. So another player, another another guy who, I don't know if he would, uh, work over well. I guess because I haven't really seen him in any else other than this uh, TV show. But um, Billy from Life is uh, Life is Strange. Uh, from yeah, Things. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can yeah. see that. Well, that. But kinda... then I was like Jim. Uh, all, all I saw was like eighties mullet. <laughs> yeah. Um... That's a nice segue into my pick for for John Silver though, which would be David Harbour yeah. from Stranger Things. Yeah, very Things. cool. Yeah. What do you reckon? I like that. That's very good. I was trying to think of who who I would go for that, and I was trying to think of the other larger, bigger, big boys. Yeah, the bigger boys. Nice. And I just sort of Mark Wahlberg. Oh, or um, or um, what's his face from Aquaman? Jason Momoa. You have to put on Jason some. You have to put Momoa on some weight, but Jason. Jason Sp- Momoa. I reckon he could Samoza. pull it off. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. You reckon Dustin Hoffman? I reckon. Nah. I reckon if he if he if he put on a bit of weight. What about Brandon Fraser? Brandon Fraser. Man, he needs a comeback. How about, he needs. How about Nicolas Cage? <laughs> bring Are you bring just back um... looking on a page of bad actors. Yeah. But bring back Brendan. <laughs> Brendan's great. Yeah, I don't think he would. Uh, he's not the right role. character. No, no, he's not. <laughs> but it, it, Nick Cage might work, though. His voice is weird. He voiced. I don't know if he'd suit that style of film. Uh, yeah, oh, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Um, Andy Samberg. Uh, yeah. Done. No, I like David Harbour. That's good. Mm. Um, Do you have any ideas yeah. for um, for Amelia, Captain Amelia? All I got was Keanu Reeves. <sighs> What? For Captain Mia? <laughs> Joking. <laughs> All right. Actually, you know who I would love to see is Billy's. Ah, oh, fuck. As um, Billy, John Silver. Billy, 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 Billy Zane. Billy Zane. because <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at. at, at what the what case about old mate Jason Trier? <laughs> he would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> great, terrible. great, great podcaster. Terrible Disney film yeah. actor. The other, um, yeah. The other first thought I had for John Silver was David Tennant again. Don't... Maybe. Nah, he needs to be larger. David Tennant would be a good 
Doppler. Yeah, true. True, true. Oh, yeah, she, yeah, he, he, he would be good. Um, uh, Kyle Chandler from Game Night. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, as John Silver, maybe. Dave but Batista. I don't know if he's... Sorry? Dave Batista. I thought he said Dave Attenborough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. I was thinking Dave Batista for one of them, but I can't remember who it was. Big rock-looking guy. Yeah. I should, should just get the rock. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Kevin James for John Silver? No. I feel like he hasn't had enough roles. <laughs> Only if we can have like... Um, if we just get Adam Sandler to uh, direct the film. David, David Spade as, as Jim. <laughs> get some Rob Adam Schneider Sandler. in there as well. Just an Adam Sandler like... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That'd be good. It'd be like, um, what, what's that movie that, that they're all in? Weekend Away or Grown something? Grown Ups? Or, Grown Ups, yeah. yeah. That's close. And the sequel. Um, Netflix produced yeah. Grown Ups. That'd be all right. Treasure Planet. Out of it. Speaking of Netflix, right. really, 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 really quick before we wrap up, it looks like Resident, Resident Evil is getting a Netflix series. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. It is being nice. confirmed. That's all we know, though. Oh, wait. Didn't we know, know that? Or is that even confirmed recently? Well, okay, well, not everyone's you, Zach. Other people might not know. So now they know. You've heard no. it. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> it's as good no, as the I'm Resident just... Evil films. No, but I'm saying, it was, wasn't that like announced like a while back? No, it was rumoured, but it's only just been confirmed. Ah, but that, right, that's okay. all Jeez, we've got. Yeah. Get with the time, Zach. Jeez, was yeah, asking Jesus questions in this place. You get crucified. Um, <laughs> yes, Jesus. Has anybody watched anything cool on Netflix? Seen it at the cinema? Heard anything cool? Bought a cool vinyl? I mean, I've been re-watching Dexter. Uh, no, never got into it. Yeah, but that... Actually, that's a lie. I did get into it, but I did, it didn't... Didn't pull me right in. I watched about six apps, I think. Speaking, have, have you guys watched Six Feet Under? Oh, it's one of my favorite shows. Tangentially related to Dexter? No, I'm not. Sorry. So good. The very last episode of Finale, Six Feet Under, I reckon it's one of the best episodes ever. Yeah, boy. Bit of, bit of Sia before she was huge and famous. Mm. Um, Preacher, mm. Preacher Season 4 just started, and it is... Just mm, season 4? It is mental. Like the, the first episode is mental. It's just, it's I really just, season one, it's eh? just batshit crazy TV. You should watch it. And The Boys on Amazon. It's, same. Oh, really I want good. to watch The Boys, but I don't want yeah. to buy Amazon Prime. It's worth it. If you're into like indie yeah, indie movies, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Yeah, no but one. Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I had it because so I was so I could watch Man in the High Castle. Good show. And then, yeah, it is a very good show. And I... Again, I googled that the other day, and I was I realized there's like a se- there's like a season four of that. It's yeah, like a whole season. It gets crazy. Oh, that show. I won't say anything, but yeah, it gets pretty. I might have you'd, to get it. You'd like it actually. Now I think about it, it's right up your alley. What? Man in the High Castle. Yeah, I've seen like uh, three seasons. Man. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. All right, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Um, thank you for listening to episode thirteen of the Well Played DLC podcast. I'm Zach. We were here with Kieran, Jordan, and Trent. We shall catch you next week. Uh, make sure to check out www.well-play.com. Damn it, I was hoping for the dash. <laughs> for all the coolest and most well-playedest contents. Contents? Content? Uh, and we look forward to sharing our grand adventures of Borderlands 3 moving out and whatever else in our pledge games next week. So thank you. Peace. Ladies.